You, 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 you. Me, 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 me. You, 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 you. Me, 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 me. You, you, you. I feel like I tapped out way before you. I'm definitely, <laughs> is it, it's not an alto, it's like a soprano. I'm, what's the low one? Bass. Bass. All about that bass. No trouble. I actually don't know what the low one is. I feel like it's bass because Lance Bass. Oh, you're right. Obviously. And we were like, how funny because he's a bass singer. Wow. What the F did you do? Stop breaking the law, Brandy. Something's on fire. Well, no, that's done. (laughs) I mean, we might as well just start there, yeah? Yeah, I mean, it was going to be our test run, but... Sounds good. Yeah, I feel like the sound quality, we're nailing it. Okay, so welcome to Let's Get Lit, the book club podcast with a twist. Oh my god, you did that correctly on the first um, try. Did. That's so unlike you. I did. I don't even know what to make of this. I feel like we should acknowledge that we took a week off and why we took a week off. It was Star's birthday. Stop. Stop. I hate attention. Stop. So if you don't know Star, her her entire birthday month is a celebration around these parts. So like it ain't done, but we just couldn't abandon you for that long. I know. Um. I mean, to be fair, we were planning on recording. It just didn't happen because Star was having too much fun. Yeah, I may have just come out the other end of a bender. And (laughs) now I'm drinking what, Brandy? What? Wine. Oh, my God. Is that what this is? I thought it was water. Well, so this week... Does that make me Jesus? Go ahead. It's your birthday month. You can be whatever you want. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for not questioning me. (laughs) So um, this... Week we're reading Trevor Noah's Born a Crime. Yes, and I'm so excited. I've heard so much about this. I had a hell of a time trying to find a cocktail for this um, because apparently South Africa doesn't have like a plethora of cocktail options, but they mm. do have a lot of wine. And so, which I didn't realize. I didn't know it was like a wine. I definitely knew that, and it's only because it's only because I really like wine and I feel like making cocktails is a lot of effort for me every week and so wine is the least amount of effort and the most amount of enjoyment. I feel like I'm reading between the lines and Brandy's like I am carrying this podcast and I'm sick of making cocktails. I will make them next week and they will be so bad. Real fucking interesting. You're gonna just make a shot of tequila and be like here. I don't know how you read my mind so easily. (laughs) Well, it's not that I don't mind. I, I actually don't mind making cocktails. It's just like I don't. Ha- I live in a pretty small apartment, and I don't have like a liquor cabinet, so everything's just sitting on top of my fridge. I feel like the problem is you have cabinets full of food and spices, and they yeah. could be full of liquor. You're just not prioritizing. Speaking of, I do have that Metamucil you were looking for. How dare you talk <laughs> about that on air? And I, everyone should have goals for their birthday, and mine was to increase my fiber intake. Yeah. Also, like, not to make you all feel bad about, you know, how I put my life at risk for you, but I have ulcers right now and was told to give up alcohol and coffee, and that's not going to happen, so I figured fiber was a nice compromise. Are you kidding? You're not supposed to have any alcohol? You did mention that. For three months, and I was... But, so to be clear, the conversation went like this, like, hey, to give... Like, while I'm taking other medication Uh to give them time to heal, like, you should 
you know, stop drinking alcohol for three months. And I was like, that sounds gnarly, but okay. As long as I can have coffee. And they're like, no, no, also coffee. And I'm like, well, there's always also sugar. And I'm like, well, you know, there's cheese, no dairy. I'm like, okay, well, if I can't have dairy, I guess I can have bread. No, no grains at all. And I'm like, uh, even complex carbohydrates. And they're like, yes, you can have vegetables. But I can't have tomatoes. I can't have hot sauce. I can't have basically anything that produces acid in the stomach. I feel like I picked the wrong dinner for you tonight because I was going to make you like gnocchi with tomatoes and basil and stuff. Well, to be clear, we're drinking wine right now, aren't we? At a certain point, I was like, this is not followable. Pepsid. I also have Pepsid. Would that help? I'm just going to ignore it and I'm going to mind over matter. I don't really know exactly what an ulcer entails, but I think it means your stomach acid is like leaking into your body. Yeah. It's basically just like, I mean, haven't you ever had like mouth ulcers, like canker sores? Yes. It's like that in the lining of your stomach. (gasps) Ow. So it's like they heal and then they come back. Well, you get like bad, like kind of stabbing pains in your stomach. And sometimes you have kind of what feels like you know, like heartburn. To be fair, I'm not really experiencing that many symptoms right now, but I had ulcers in the past. I'd been treated for them. And then, you know, stress came back into my life. And now they're like, oh, your ulcers are back. And I'm like, well, whatever. Cheers. Cheers to (laughs) South African wine. And Africa. To Africa. Okay, so clearly we've lost no steam. No. We are on as on track as ever. Yes. So I have some fun facts about South African wine that actually are not that fun. Do you want to know what they are? I guess. Honestly, I don't know that we're going to have any fun facts about Africa because there's actually mostly like depressing colonization stories, I would expect. As Especially pertains South Africa. to this particular story however i think that africa like as a continent there's like so many cool things and i have so many things to say about it but we're talking about south africa which like 1600 fucking dutch people coming in Uh, and ruining everything and it's so funny because i feel like in america especially as like white people in america we look at dutch people and we're like look at those like liberal people they're so peaceful but i think it's just because they were such fucking assholes for such a long time yeah they got out of their system Uh, maybe maybe they're still never mind i don't want to alienate dutch people they're super nice i'd love to live there but i was gonna say they're kind of fucking racist that's accurate have you seen their like santa claus parades center claus yes it's some racist bullshit right there. It's not not racist oh, bullshit. Oh, it is like some bold-faced racism yeah. and completely unacceptable if you're Dutch. It's not okay to celebrate that. Yeah, I mean, I think we can all acknowledge we're Americans. We recognize that a lot of our cultural norms are problematic. Like Thanksgiving, we talked about this. Doesn't mean you can't eat stuffing and turkey, but you just gotta acknowledge that you're kind of being an asshole by celebrating, like, the genocide of an entire people. So, I follow this one podcast called No White Saviors, and they recommended that I follow another... Oh, I'm sorry, not a podcast, an Instagram called No White Saviors. And they recommended I follow another Instagram called Callie Wolf. And she's an activist, and she made a really great recommendation on Thanksgiving 
to there's this website you can go to and I don't remember what the URL is but you can just Google it um, and if you search for like what native people um, were living where you live at the time that for your Thanksgiving when you're going around the table you should say you know and I'm thankful to the people the native people of wherever you're living for cultivating this land and blah, 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 blah. And it was like really lovely and you're giving thanks to them for being here and kind of like also apologizing for being shitty. I think that's a really lovely sentiment. But are you thinking of who I'm thinking of? Like who would say this at Thanksgiving? Yeah. I just am imagining that actually happening and being like, you pretentious fuckwit. But it, it's like, it should be acknowledged. I hear you. Yeah. But it's also just like, do people go around the table and say what they're thankful for? Because they in my family, do. it's like, table one, get your food. Om nom nom nom. Table two, get your food. I'm not like well, there's you have no like a discussion. Big Thanksgiving. I have like a generally pretty small Thanksgiving. So you can actually have that. Well, moment. it's awkward no matter what. But I said something about it on this Thanksgiving. But I also told everyone ahead of time I was going to. I think where this holds value is if you're like the dissenting voice in a family and you have the ability to like make people think about think it. about it when they may not necessarily think about it because i think like the whole idea of protesting thanksgiving it doesn't it doesn't solve any problems like that doesn't that doesn't fix the point like it's yeah. still okay to be thankful and gracious and all of those things but i think it's worth acknowledging like this is as much a part of our history as anything else yeah but i digress the point is South African wine Dutch is delicious. People. Oh yeah. Sorry, the point is fucking Dutch people. Make good windmills, have weird tulip crises. Yeah. Did they say yeah? Probably. Da? Da. That sounds Russian. It might be both. I don't know. I don't really know. Also, okay. So the roots of South African wine um, apparently go all the way back to the Dutch East India Company, mm-hmm. which s- established a supply station in Cape Town. So I'm basically just telling you the information that's on Wikipedia right now, but apparently there was a surgeon, a Dutch person named Jan van Rijkbeek. Is that right? If you say so. Jan van Rijkbeek, who was assigned the task (laughs) of basically being like, plant some grapes here and we'll see how they go because we don't want people to get scurvy. Did you know college kids get scurvy? Just from such poor nutrition? Yeah, because they, like, live on top ramen and vodka. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. It's, like, generally a thing that college kids get scurvy. It's, I like, a know pirate that we're disease. trying to stay on topic, but I probably was, like, the best nutrition of my life in college. Because I was, like, oh, I, like, am an adult and I'm supposed to eat from all the food groups. Like, I feel Are like... Are you kidding? I feel like before then, I was just like, follower. whatever my parents give me. And then I was like, well, how many vegetables have I had today? And Are you like, kidding? I had pasta for lunch, so that means, like, I'm done with my carbs and I need a lean protein and some veggies. And have I had all my fruits? Like, I was really on Who top of it. Who goes to college like that? I don't know. I went to a really boring college and people hung out in the library a lot. So I feel like I had to have other hobbies and I was like, this seems like a good time to take care of myself. And then, you know, 
I became a real adult and I was like, fuck that, let's get ulcers. Yeah, so, I think that's the right approach. I peaked. I peaked true, late in life. True adults have ulcers. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think that's why you're supposed to like go buck wild in college while your I body can that. still handle that kind of treatment. And then yeah. when you get older, you're supposed to be like, well, now's the time for vegetables. Yeah, like I wasn't a big drinker in college. I waited until my liver couldn't keep up to start. But let's hear more about Dutch wine. Okay, so sorry. God, you're so drunk. I've been on the wine train, which was actually a wine ship. Oh. At the time. So basically what happened was Dutch people were like, we need more wine area because, you know, Deutschland. Is that Germany? That's Germany. Netherlands? That's uh, Dutch? Netherlands is Dutch. Okay. A.K.A. Holland. Yeah. A.K.A. Jesus Christ. How many Dutch things are there? There's a lot. <laughs> They're like, here are our wooden shoes. We don't have enough <laughs> land. Give us some grape places. <laughs> Look at our windmills. Yeah, exactly. So any- anyway, they planted a bunch of grapes in South Africa, and then South Africa became like a grape place. Aww. Not great. Grape. Oh. A grape place. I thought you said a grape place, and I was like, well, that sounds racist. It became a grape place. Um, Make well, South Africa grape again. <laughs> Sorry. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Your face is the color of a grape right now. The secondhand embarrassment is real. Well, okay, so they planted some grapes in like the mid oh, actually really close to now in sixteen fifty nine. And then seven years later they were like, Now we have actual grapes that we can harvest. It takes a really long time to grow a grape for such a little thing. Well, it makes me thankful for this wine and all of the efforts that went into it. Yeah. But probably some slave labor was involved, which now puts an unfortunate twist. Yeah. But if it makes you feel any better, the Vonderstel, who was one of the guys who had all the great places, great with a P, Mm -hmm. places, he died. And then all of the grapes were like, I don't care. I'm going to die too. And so all the grapes were kind of withered grapes. And the vines are still there, but there was no grapeies on them. Sounds like some real grapes of wrath, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I am on fire. So appropriate since we're reading the book of a comedian. <laughs> okay. You were saying? <laughs> I was saying that then a hundred years-ish afterwards... This other person whose name I can't pronounce properly, but it's something like Hendrik Klutje. I'm sure that's right. Okay. He bought the land where the grapes were, and we're like, new grape time. And then the grapes revived, and now there's wine from South Africa, and I don't have to make cocktails for the podcast. Ugh, I mean, There's really, like, a lot of information on here, but I don't really want to get into all of it. It I looks like wine fair. places and everywhere else, basically. You know, they I, I wines was grow say everywhere. My only question would be, you know, how like, you know, wines from France, like different regions, produce different types of grapes. Is South Africa known for any specific, like, types of wine, or is it kind of like a Napa, where it just depends on which vineyard you go to? Also, like, we are fucking cheaters. I don't think the wine we're drinking is South African, but. We could have pretended if I hadn't just 
given that away. Yeah, you really blew it. Really blew it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have no idea where this wine is from. It's the one that I had on my fridge. Mm. And by the way, that's where I keep my wine is on the top of my fridge with all the rest of my booze. Unless I keep it in my fridge. If it needs to be Even chilled. the red wine. Because if I'm drinking alone, I try not to finish an entire bottle in one night. The last time I came here, you had red wine in the fridge and it was confusing, but not bad. No, it's really not that bad. Um, so, okay. Backstepping a minute. I actually had a... Are we gonna... Okay. Go ahead. Moonwalking slightly. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I I tried to find what exactly wine was the thing in South Africa. And it looks like they have a lot of different wines, but they're mostly known for their white wines. Mm. Um, Shiraz and Chenin Blanc are like the big ones, but they also do like a cab and some of the other stuff that you would... I was going to say, we're definitely drinking cab right now, so... Is it? Yeah. You bought this wine. No, I didn't. It was on your fridge. Yeah, but you bought it like weeks ago. Oh. Oh, okay. I just didn't drink I it. I just honestly, can I, I just typically be a, drink white wine. Can I just be a pretentious asshole right now? Please. I knew it was cab from the taste. <laughs> I fuck you not. That's not how I can say that. <laughs> you heard it here first. She does not fuck me. <laughs> Yeah, I get I get on this podcast by my raw talent. I don't have to fuck anyone to be here. <laughs> she talented so her way to the stop. top. <laughs> well, stop I crying. Mean, <laughs> I don't know. Oh man, it's gonna be a good one. I can always Are you tell. Are being pretentious and unable to talk? <laughs> I just. Couldn't, like, I just tasted it, and I was like, this is a cab, and then you were like, you bought it, and I'm like, how do I know this? And then I realized I know it from my taste buds, which means I'm a real alcoholic. This is, like, kind of moving, and hence I'm crying. I think you, it's, mm, if you drink wine enough, you can kind of tell, like, what's what. Mm -hmm. It's like being able to taste the difference between Coke and Pepsi. Like, I thought you were going to say Coke and, like, Molly. Oh, no. I don't do drugs. Me either. I'm not that cool. I'm not that cool either. I came of age in a time Only drugs I do are Pepsi AC. (laughs) I'm gonna get a Brilosec. Yeah, I'm just like lots of indigestion. Um, No, I mean, I came of age in a time where the drugs of choice were like ravey drugs, which maybe is still a thing. Maybe. I I don't know what the kids do. I really like... I'm scared of that kind of stuff. And I also felt like I have a lot of ability to just become an alcoholic. I don't need to waste my money on drugs. Yeah, that's fair. I also, I have a lot, this is going to sound like a lie, but I've got a lot of energy. (laughs) I knew you were going to give me that look. But no, like, I'm just like, I don't need anything to get me riled up. Like, if someone comes at me with, like, any type of energy, I'm like, I can get right there. And my favorite thing to do is, like, hang out with people that are, like, rolling. And I'm just, like, fully ready to be as fucking weird and bizarre as they are. Yeah, I've noticed that, actually. I don't have that capacity at all. I'm, like, a party for me is, like, a well-scheduled nap. Yeah. No, I'm just like people like I'm like I'm a wind up toy and then when I crash I crash but I'm just like I don't need any stimulants. If anything, I need them to like bring me down a notch. I had a prescription for Adderall ish when I was in college and mm-hmm. grad school. 
because it was hard for me to stay awake and concentrate on things that I had to do for a really long time. But even at that point, I was like, I don't want the ones you can use recreationally. (laughs) Recreationally. Recreationally. I would prefer if you could give me some long-release ones that can't be crushed up. Wow. And... You were like, I don't want this to be confused with drugs, guys. Yeah. And so they gave me these, like, long-release ones, and it was called methyl something that I don't remember. It was called meth. It basically is meth. It's basically and, meth. Well, because what happened was they I were was like... I was wondering what happened to your teeth. They were like, you seem like a responsible adult who's capable of taking these, like, party drugs. And I was like, I don't want the party drugs. I can't self-medicate properly. I would prefer a long-release dose. Thank you very much. <laughs> and they were like, okay. They are like, oh, I guess. Way to ruin the party. I know. They were like... Really ready to make me a drug dealer. God, the pharmaceutical companies. The pharmaceutical companies. They really fuck everything up. Anyway, do you want to actually talk about the book? Yeah. Okay. I'm. So, who recommended this again? Her name was Jen, right? You're the one that runs our social media. I'm 90% sure her name was Jen. You don't even remember where she's from? I feel like we should uh, shout out to Jen. Okay, Jen, I'll shout you out on our... Next episode? Next episode when I remember. Okay. Because I can't remember right now, and I'm really sorry, but you're the best. You're the best because we actually <laughs> wanted to read this book. We did, and can I actually say I'm I'm really jazzed about the engagement. Really that we're, I am, I'm super excited because I feel like we actually, like we're getting some Facebook friends. We're getting some Instagram people. We're getting some, we're accomplishing well, all of nobody on Twitter really, which is surprising because I feel like Twitter is where people hang out these days. I mean, I guess, you know, people that read, they need more than 250 characters. Maybe. And a picture is worth four tweets. Wow. Really? What is, isn't that what they say? A picture's worth a thousand words? Oh my god, that was funny and I didn't get it. And Instagram you, is worth yeah, four you're tweets? Right, no? You're right. Nobody? That's really funny. I bet you <laughs> our friends on the internet are laughing. I'm not like really a social media maven, obviously. Obviously. Unless you're on Goodreads. That's all Star. Okay. Star's the best on Goodreads, which <laughs> no one is on. What are you talking about? People are on Goodreads. Are they? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, on we good, have I'm people on Goodreads. I want Goodreads. Way to alienate our Goodreads Well, no, friends. I just, like, you're my only friend on Goodreads. Yeah, you're mine, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm friends with Let's Get Lit podcast on oh, Goodreads, too. Oh, then they might secretly know who you are. If you look at... Damn Good- it. I No, because we actually have quite a few friends. Do we really? Yeah. No thanks to fucking you, Brandy. Sorry. Um, But anyways, Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. Obviously, he is well known from, you know, taking over the Daily Show from Jon Stewart. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's really funny. He's been a comedian a long time. But this is his memoir and kind of his story of growing up in South Africa during apartheid rule where you know as it's called born a crime he was born as a mixed race child when it was illegal for um you know blacks and whites to be i don't know doing anything together basically it was like legally sanctioned segregation and so any kind of miscegenation was strictly forbidden like whites and blacks living together was forbidden they just really set it up to be a really fucked up system. I feel like that fully explains apartheid. Does you want to know one of the fucked up things about apartheid that's like really apparent just from the word apartheid? 
Other than the fact that you pronounce the T-H as the... Well, I am having a hard time with all the wine I've been drinking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My tongue is not working as well as it's supposed to. It doesn't follow the I before E except after C, or when followed that's, by G is in neighboring way. That's Ooh. what's fucked up about well, apartheid. Well, no, there's a lot that's <laughs> fucked up about apartheid, but, like, at least you can fucking spell it right. Okay, I'm with you. That's It just goes to show everything is fucked up Everything's about fucked up about apartheid. It doesn't apartheid. follow any of the right rules... Um, it also, I mean, there's so much we could really get into apartheid, um, but I, one, I didn't do enough research for us to like talk about this intelligently. Two, there's just nothing fun about apartheid. But one of the things that I have always found really interesting about it is like, correct me if I'm wrong, but basically like segregation had always been a thing in South Africa, mm-hmm. and like. Again, after, like, the fucking Dutch came in the 1600s, like, this was something that had already been going on with all of the whites moving in, trying to make it, basically, so the majority population was subjugated to them, because how do you control a majority when you're part Mm -hmm. of the minority, but you're like, but we're fucking white, so we gotta fuck everything up. Um, But, like, this was, like, post-World War II, when everyone was horrified by the Holocaust, and everywhere else in the world people were actually like taking a look at racist laws and yeah at least at that point feeling like let's start veering away from this not like this was a perfect time to be alive Mm -hmm. but this is like part of what kind of you know the civil rights movement in the states was kind of born out of this period because Mm -hmm. people started to care about civil rights and justice and like south africa was just this weird Anomaly where, like, they went from that period into, like, the most racist period in their history where they just actually legalized all of these horrific racist laws. I wouldn't say the most racist because they did have slavery. Well, yeah. I get it. (laughs) But I will say, like, they actually went from... At that point, like, they took a turn to being more right-wing. And I don't know what the kind of right-wing party at the time was called. Probably, like, some kind of nationalist party. But it was unusual that at that point they kind of took power and were able to enact. And this went on into, like... I mean, let's be clear. It there's was still the problems. National Party in the 1940s. Of course, it is. Election. All of these fucking national. I know they are. They're always like, "What are patriots?" But patriotism really means just like we're scared of it's, anything new. Yeah, it's just dressing up xenophobia in any way. Um, but yeah, until 1994, I think that's when like apartheid officially came to an end, which is recent as fuck. Yeah, that was not a long time ago. So. Apartheid, I mean, obviously this could be like 17 podcasts in and of itself, so we're just going to try and do this justice, I'm sorry, in advance for everything that we fuck up. Um, But apartheid, the first actual apartheid law was the Prohibition Against Mixed Marriages Act, which was in 1949, and then they were like, not enough. Now we're going to do the Immorality Amendment Act, which was a year later, which basically said not only can you not get married, but you also can't have any relationships or sexual relationships across racial lines. Hmm. And then like that same year, they were like, now we have to register everyone according to race. And it just basically became super fucked. Um, And super arbitrary because... Yeah. They only had four groups. Yeah. It's like what they had... Oh, sorry, you actually looked it up. I was going to say black, white, colored, and what? Indian. Indian. And they had, like, 
um, I don't remember what group it is. I think they had like Chinese and Japanese people were like considered different. Like, I mean, I don't know. We'll look this up because I might totally fuck this up, but I'm pretty sure Japanese people were considered white because they wanted to have like good relationship with With Japan Japan. and Chinese people. They like decided, I think they decided they were black. Oh, really? Because I remember being like, uh, really? Like, you'd think they would say, like, hey, we're going to put you in a racially ambiguous group. But it was basically like, hey, what race do we value here? Which just, like, further goes to show, like, the bullshit of it all. I mean, you're just, like, making these arbitrary decisions that have nothing to do with anything other than, like, hey, who benefits from this? And it's just, I mean, it's always fucked up, but it's also, like... The fact that the minority is benefiting so much. Yeah. Like, white people are a small minority. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I think... In South Africa. Well, I think apartheid, too, was, like, such a spark for a lot of, like you said, a lot of the social movements that Mm -hmm. happened across the world at the time. And it also was under... You need some more wine for this. I was going to do it discreetly, but yes. It, I mean, it was under a lot of, like, international scrutiny. The Ugh. UN was basically like... No, I'm okay. Well, yeah, probably. The UN was like, fuck you guys. This is... Thank you. Um, ridiculous. And in addition, they were like, it's ridiculous. Also, here's an arms embargo and some other embargoes, like trade embargoes, because we just can't deal with you. Are you done? I didn't realize how much was left. <laughs> How, where's that wine actually from? Is it a Cabernet? It's from... Oh, my God, it is. It's a Cabernet from Argentina. So oh, that's not South Africa or even Africa. It's from... Not America. South Argentina. It's from the Southern Hemisphere. There you go. Okay, continue. <laughs> um, so, basically, during the 70s and 80s, in the time of disco and Michael Jackson... Revival Was it a revival? Or was he still, like, going strong in the 80s? We just talked about the fact that I don't... Never mind. Too controversial about Michael Jackson. I'm not a fan. (laughs) Go ahead. I feel like we've said some really stupid things about apartheid, but that's really where people are going to be pissed. They're going to be like, Michael Jackson, too far! Nobody likes someone who doesn't like Michael Jackson. No one likes child molesters. Um, I'm not sorry. You mentioned Moonwalk. You brought it up. That was so long ago. Anyway, a whole bunch of shitty stuff happened, and Trevor Noah was born right in the middle of it. He had a white Dutch father and a South African mother. I don't remember her descent specifically. I think, so I do, but I can't pronounce it. Um, She is native. Um, like, I think it's... Um, uh, Soweto? Soweto? I don't know how to pronounce it. But she was native to that particular region. Yeah. Um, And her... We just practiced saying this for like 10 hours. So, okay. Let me me talk about this a little (laughs) bit. So, Trevor Noah's a polyglot. Polyglot? Yeah, polyglot. Polyglot, which means he speaks a ton of languages. So, he speaks... Eight. Eight different languages. He speaks... English, Zulu, Sotho, Tswana, Tsonga, Afrikaans, German, and we spent like a good half an hour on YouTube <laughs> trying to pronounce this, so I'm going to try to do it right. Osa, Osa, 
Xhosa. It's X H O S A. But yeah. there's like a clicky sound that you're supposed to do for the X, so it's like Osa. Osa. Yeah. And I, if you listen to the audiobook, he does a really fantastic job of pronouncing it. The I would highly, highly recommend. I listened to a sample of the audiobook and I plan to read it or not read it. I plan to listen to it. I feel like we say this a lot when we do audiobooks. We can just say read it. Okay. We don't have to be like I listen. Okay. We're just gonna say read it. But I in general um, I don't know how many kind of like memoirs you listen to, but I always recommend the audiobooks yeah. because it's like usually the person actually reads it themselves yeah. and you so hear it in their voice. And he's someone I'm like, he's so funny. I don't know why we wouldn't do the audio. Yeah. Well, if you listen, so. if you go onto audible and you listen to the sample or on Amazon, you listen to the sample, he pronounces um, some of these words and he does a really great job obviously because he speaks all these languages in like doing the accents and speaking mm-hmm. the language and all of that stuff but he pronounces osa with like the little clicky sound in the beginning want to show off well i'm really i'm not very good at this but i feel like i have to do it justice and i don't want to be one of those people that butchers it just because i'm not gonna try i feel like we're the perfect combination of Oh, shitty white people where you're like I will do it and then you're like but what if I butcher it and I'm just like I just won't say the words because I know I'm gonna butcher it and like I appreciate that you're willing to take the jump and try it well like you acknowledge you maybe don't say it right but I think you do a pretty good job I'm trying I just know like I am so awful with languages you that I'm like not yeah like I'm with what languages what I, did I say? I thought you said languages, and I was like, you sound <laughs> you like are fucking awful me. With languages. <laughs> I was like, well, stop making fun of me. Um, but because I know that I'm just, which is why I will never be a polyglot because I know how stupid I sound, and I just am like, well, no, I just won't do it, and I won't try. And like, story of my learning any language life, where I'm like, I can become fluent reading and writing it, but. And I can understand other people, but I can't say anything back because I'm, like, too scared to mispronounce things. Like that one time you thought Mesopotamia was Mesopotamia. Shut the actual fuck up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you want another drink? Yeah. Okay, hold on. How's that wine from South Africa that's actually from Argentina? It tastes delicious and very on theme. Good. You're Excellent. drinking the same wine, BT Dubs. I know, but I think it's good, and I was asking you because I'm the hostess. I think it tastes like Cabernet Sauvignon, personally. Okay. So, do you want to talk about Trevor Noah? Yeah. So, can I tell you my favorite fun fact about Trevor Noah? Which should we talk about his like background first, or should we talk about? I mean, do you know anything about his background? I thought that's why we were reading this book because well, we're gonna find out all about it. I mean, we are, but I know his background from what's on the internet. So I feel like you basically read the spark notes of his book. Maybe. Do you want to talk about random fun facts that you know from not the internet? No, I guess. We're just gonna we're gonna read his Wikipedia page. So, we're not gonna read his Wikipedia page. Was he perhaps born in South Africa as a crime? He was. So Whoa. Under apartheid legislation, his mom, Patricia, was classified as black mm-hmm. and his dad was classified as white. When he was born, he was classified as colored, which meant you could be a part little bit black of this, and part white, a little bit of that. or a bunch of 
other things just kind of fell within that designation. I was going to say, did they have the, like, weird American laws of, like, one drop? You know, that one drop rule, like, if you're a little bit... Well, no, I guess that actually, never mind, I answered my own question. Because by weird America racial laws, it's like, if you were... Even a fourth black, you are black, but they mm-hmm. actually have a colored category, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. I mean, it's all just different degrees yeah, more of complicated up. racism. Fucked up in all of the capacities. So, his, I don't know very much about his, like, upbringing. I know that, obviously, he was... His parents' relationship was illegal at the time when he was born, hence the title of his book, Born a Crime. Um, also, his mom was, like, very religious, and she followed... Well, I, I, was she, like, Christian, or... Well, like- she was Christian in, like, the larger sense of being Christian. She went to, like, a ton of different churches to cover all of her bases, is what, like, he said I in do, an interview one yeah, time. I do like people that are just like, yeah, never know. Exactly. So, she, like, converted to Judaism at some point. She also was, like, Catholic, and they went to, like, a traditional church. And so, like, he was talking about when he was growing up that they went to, like, four different churches every Sunday because his mom was like, gotta check all the boxes just in case. And so, but he's like not really religious now. It's not surprising. I also, I don't really know that much about Trevor Noah in terms of his life. That's what I expect to learn in this book. Mm -hmm. But I will say like as a comedian, he's super funny. I definitely enjoy his stand-ups. And do you watch them? Are you a fan of him? I watch what are him, your thoughts of him going into this? I watch him anything? on The Daily Show, which I like, and I liked him prior to The Daily Show. You when knew he was, prior to The Daily Show? Well, prior to him being the host of The Daily Show when he was, oh. like, a correspondent on The Daily Show. That's how I heard of him in the first place. Um, and he is really funny. I think he's fantastic at accents and impressions. Also fantastic looking. Sorry to objectify our subject matter, but he's a babe. I would say he's a babe with a baby face. He's definitely a baby face. I would, I like prefer my men to look a little more like old and haggard. I feel like he has such a great smile and he also just has one of those like. He looks like cute Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, but like, I don't know. He just, he has like charisma about Mm. him. Yes. Like he's someone that you're just like, you will make me laugh. I know. In all the right places. That's not how it works, is it? No, I feel like if you're laughing, laughing, you're like queefing. You're like, (laughs) well, I wasn't gonna go queefing. I was just gonna go with like, maybe they're not doing it right. Maybe like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Well, you know, you're engaged. I'm alone. Well, who's to say who's doing it right? (laughs) (laughs) Um. So yeah. So he. I mean, he's been in a lot of stuff in the United States, but I think he started his work in South Africa. And I actually have no idea how he transitioned from being, like, taking random roles and doing stand-up in South Africa to being on The Daily Show. I'm curious if this is going to clarify that for me. Because I really like to find out how people went from basic obscurity to some sort of semblance of fame, because I'm trying to make that happen. Well, for someone who's trying to become famous, I can say using a nom de plume is probably not the best way. Well, I'm not really trying to be famous as myself, per se, but I'd like one of my multiple internet personas to become famous. Okay, well, you know, fingers crossed for Brandy. 
AKA, I'm just kidding. I'm not telling you what all those other things are. <laughs> well, so I would also say like, obviously we haven't read this one yet, but I would expect anyone who kind of likes memoirs for, from comedians, like, you know, I read Tina Fey Bossy Pants was hilarious. I actually didn't read that. Really? Yeah. You would good. really like it. I feel like I would. Um, yeah, it's just, I just really enjoy them. And as we mentioned, like listening to them as audiobooks, it's just like extra special. And also just like the ultimate like escape where you're like, oh, I just get to kind of laugh and hear about someone else's life and people mm-hmm. who are super successful. And you're like, oh my God, they had something really silly and mundane happen to them. I'm going to end up famous and successful just like them. Yeah. So I, I expect like- to be inspired and amused. That sounds like the the main goal of this as well. I would also like to learn more about South Africa. I don't know that much about it. I've always wanted... I've never actually even been to the continent of Africa. Um, Have you? No. I was going to do my study abroad in South Africa, and then at the time that I had signed up to do it, there ended up being like a shitty situation there and a travel advisory where they wouldn't... They, like, canceled the, like, travel abroad program that I was going to do. And so then I went to Norway instead, which was, like, overcorrect much. Um, (laughs) But, yeah. And I always am like, oh, that would have been great, but never made it. But there's no fjords in South Africa. I mean, to be fair, Norway was beautiful, but as a broke-ass college student, like, at the time, now, like, Hong Kong and other places have surpassed it. Like, I wouldn't recommend going to, again, at the time, the most expensive city in the world when uh, you're broke as fucking college. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Europe, we didn't have a great exchange rate with Europe when we were in college. No, things, it wasn't a good time for like time. backpacking through Europe. <laughs> no. Some bullshit. No. With her and I was like, everything is two times the monies. Yeah, honestly, being a millennial, we really got screwed. Like right now, like people graduating and there's more jobs than people who need jobs. There was no jobs when I graduated. There That's why I nothing. went to grad school because yeah. there literally were not a jobs. That's always when people go back to school because they're like, I can't find a job so I better just keep getting educated because it's the only way to go. Yeah, I remember all I could find was like a part-time job at the time and I was working three part-time jobs and I was like, this is bullshit. Like this yeah, is just not the America. But I mean it was the only it was the only job market I knew and so I assume that's just what life was like. I feel like our parents it was a different time. Like you could have a single job and like pay for your rent and pay for all the things. I digress. Yeah, I digress, but I will say like I know everyone thinks they had it the worst, but in terms of generations, like millennials were the most fucked. But yeah. like at least we grew up in a privileged place if not a privileged time yeah i mean time from a perspective of like the rights afforded to us yes it could always be worse but like ugh. i i agree it's important to acknowledge the privilege that you have but i don't think that's reason to ignore like the disadvantages that happen as a yeah. result of all of the shitty policies that have been put in place and Unfortunately for us, we didn't have a single episode in a um, soap opera mm. to make it so we could hit it big. I <sighs> should have I should have pursued my single option at a soap opera. Well, you really missed the boat there. Now we're old. Did I? I feel like old people can still be on soap operas. Yeah, but they usually like 
are recurring characters that have been on there since their teens. And then they're just like, hey, I've been on this soap opera for 40 years. I feel like if I ever have children, I'm going to tell them, like, get on a soap opera. That's the only way to succeed in life. I think that's the right message to pass to your children. And right? I'm like, college, boo. Grad mm-hmm. school, debt. Jobs, wake up every day. Ew. I mean, I don't know much about Trevor, but I don't think he took the traditional route. I don't no. know if he took the soap route, but like... He did. Soap? Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, too. he was in a single episode of a soap opera with a name I can't pronounce. Something like Izzy Dingo? Mm-hmm. Which sounds good. It sounds like... A recipe for success. But then again, it was six years after that until he got an actual job doing anything else that I can recall on Wikipedia. Well, sometimes you just got to go six years without working. Um, I wish. <laughs> how does a person make that happen? I can, can we just do how. all podcasts all the time? Of like how to avoid working or just podcasts instead of working. Maybe if it made us an income, but it only costs us money because we send people books. We do send people books. I wonder who's going to win for this episode. Do we have any kind of, like, contest in place? Probably not. I don't have I've a been... contest for this book. I'm sorry. I've been, Should like, we do that? I apologize to our book clubbers because usually I am around to, like, yell at Brandy to do all of the work. <laughs> but I've been, like you know, off the rails, just drinking myself to death. So I haven't been like, Brandy, pick up the slack and do everything. So she's not been doing everything. So I apologize for dropping the ball. But I'm back, and I'm bullier than ever. You are bullier than ever? (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, okay, that's a good point. We probably should get back on track. I don't think we should do a giveaway for this book since we're both doing it on audiobook. Yeah, I don't have a copy sense. of the book. But for the next book, we should definitely do it. Speaking of, if you have a recommendation for the next book, please do let us know. We have a few coming in via email, and so we have a couple in the pipeline. But I would definitely be interested to see if there's any duplicates or things that people are interested in. Because I like to read what you think we should read. Because I don't trust anyone except for you. Because you know us, and you know what we like. And, like, shout out again to Jen. because Is it Jen? Yeah. What if her name's like Barbara? <laughs> Barbara or like It's definitely Patty. It's definitely Jen because I actually read that email. Um, oh, did you? Yeah, oh. I know. Sometimes I partake. Um, but Why did say, you make me guess then if you knew it was Jen? Well, I don't remember where she's from. Oh. And I thought you were going to have it written down. But like I said, you've really slacked on this podcast. I have. I've had to do a real job because this isn't my whole life. It's so depressing. Okay, get it together. Pull it together. But when we mentioned we were going to read this book, we got hella people being like, oh my god, yes, I love that book, or I wanted to read it. So, like, seriously, like, even if someone else has suggested something, just let us know, and it will upvote your suggestion. Yeah. Because so far, I think the only other suggestions that have come in have been, like, one-vote books. Yeah. So... Well, we just get single suggestions from people. Yeah. Which, I mean, there's so many books out there and we're never going to be able to read them all. So any suggestion is valuable. And Challenge them accepted. Out. Oh, I can't. Also... I need new glasses prescription. This is going to sound bad because I've been neglecting the book club. I read eight books in the last two weeks. Are you fucking kidding me? First of all, I took a And week none of work. them were book club books? <laughs> no. You're a 
bitch. I know, I'm such a bitch. Um, but it was something where I was like, oh man, when am I going to read my like shitty, trashy murder books that like no one's going to want to read We can read, read a me. shitty, trashy murder book Only on Only if someone podcast. suggests it. So someone, someone suggests a shitty, trashy murder book because I had to go like binge some shitty, trashy murder books because none of you are suggesting anything of low literary yeah, bitches. quality. <laughs> you bitches. You're making Stop me read being real so words. Smart. Yeah. Unacceptable. Um, I'm going to read your smart smut. books, but I need some smut. I need some murder, etc. Okay. We can do that. Um, I do have one fun fact about this book that I want to get out there. Okay. They're making a movie about it. Like... It's a movie of the book, and it's called Trevor Noah, Son of Patricia. And guess who plays his mom? Patricia? No. Viola Davis? No. Okay, why are you so mad at me? Who? Lupita Nyong'o. Aw. She's kind of young, but I guess the mom might be young in this. In the book, the mom is young. She's not like now. Why did you get so mad at me when I said Viola Davis? Because he's like a child for most of the book. Okay, but I just feel like thinking about like mom-aged actresses, she's like someone that comes to mind. Lupita Nyong'o could be a mom. People have children in their 20s. I don't know. Um, well. Maybe I'll look it up. Hold on. When does it come out? Like, can we theoretically see it soon? Uh, No, I I don't think so. I think it's in production now. I don't think that it's going to be... Well, okay, we tried. Um, it doesn't say. Son of Hold on, I'm actually character. really curious how old Lupita Nyong'o is. Okay, well, did you, you Google Speaking that. of, did you see the, um... No. The previews for that movie, I think it's called Us? Nope. Oh my god, really? You, I'm lying, I saw it. No, okay. I didn't. I didn't. Really? I don't even know what you're talking about. It's like a horror movie. And it, did you send it to me? Maybe I did. I did, and like the music in it is like a scary version of "I've Got Five on it. Oh yeah, I did. And it's like it looked really I've scary. Yeah, it looks really good though. I don't watch scary movies anymore. Really? Um. Because I have no one to watch them with, and you don't want to watch scary movies by yourself. I watched a scary movie with you. Don't. Called It Follows. You even fucking bring that up. <laughs> but you're a cheater because you already watched it. I did, and I so just wanted you to were watch like, your reaction. You were just watching me watch it. Wow. And I know you would have reacted because you were also easily startled. Did you know Lupita Nyong'o is 35? I thought she was in her 20s. Did you know she was born in Mexico? No, I didn't know any of these things. I know, I didn't know any of those things either. We should read a memoir about her. Also, I hope she writes a memoir. She looks like she's fucking 19. How is that possible? I mean, maybe, but you don't really look that different between 19 and 25, other than you do your makeup a little better. Yeah, beautiful people have their secrets. I know. They're never going to tell us. Give me your secrets, because I've got really bad pimples on my face from trying to use vitamin c serum yeah i have a lot of wrinkles from like my new year of life and also ulcers <laughs> anyway <laughs> I have wrinkles on the inside I feel and like the outside if anything our podcast just gives people hope that they're not as heinous as we are i mean that's the dream but even heinous people can read so you have no excuse except that um, can I also make one more request since we're requesting people give us book suggestions? Mm-hmm. Can people give us cocktail suggestions? Mm. Mm. Because I'm really sick of like backing into 
What are you looking for? I got a cocktail book for Christmas. Did you? I did. I'm going to try to find it. Hold on. Talk okay. really quick. I was just given full control of the microphone. So this is the time for everybody to listen to my deepest, darkest secrets. Just kidding. I'm just going to sing a song for you. I've got five on it. I don't know the rest of the words I'm realizing, but I will learn them. Anything the for the cast. The next words are I've got five on it. Well, you say spoiler alert. <laughs> so here it is. This is a book called 500 Cocktails, the only cocktail compendium you'll ever need. And the fact that it says compendium means it's pretentious and these are probably good. Interesting. So 500, that means we have to read 500 books to match it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these looks like pretty classic ones. Let me just so randomly, randomly just go through here. Really quickly Ooh, say. Ooh, Strawberry Pims. That looks complicated. I also got a book for Christmas on the subject that was called Tequila Mockingbird Cocktails with a Literary Twist. What? Which, like, how perfect. Um, but we're going to have to read some classics if we want to pull cocktails from this because it's mostly classic books. But Ooh. can I just say we got it immediately after we read Anna Karenina and they had a drink called Banana Karenina and I was lolling forever and I have such regrets so maybe sometime we should just make a Banana banana Karenina Karenina. for a random book maybe we should pick one of our next upcoming books off of your cocktail list I think we should because there were some great suggestions but you have 500 options I do and a lot of them I'm like what the fuck is this even I don't know Honestly, what if we read... Ooh, they have a Kuiperinia. Could we get, like, real meta and be like, our next book is Tequila Mockingbird, Cocktails with a Literary Twist by Tim Federelli. And then... No, too meta. It would be like... We can't So read- we're drinking all of these drinks in one setting and then see who dies first. My money's on you. Oh, I would definitely die first. I thought so. But I need you to survive to make all the cocktails. Ooh, ooh, I have I a great idea. Can someone recommend to us a really good book about vampires that's not Twilight so that we They're can... They're going to recommend Anne Rice in her view of the vampire. So that we can um, drink sangria. Your lips taste like sangria. I hate Blake Shelton since he broke up with... Miranda Lambert, never mind. We're not singing that song. Yeah. But I would like sangria. I think sangria, because it means blood, would be perfect for a vampire book. Yeah. I've read a lot of vampire books, so good luck recommending one I haven't I read. I haven't read hardly any vampire books, so you can recommend one to me, and okay. I will make Star well, let me just it. like. Well, I was going to say, let me just tell you the ones I've read so you can't suggest them. I've read the Sookie Stackhouse series, so like Dead After Dark, all of those. Is that like the... um, True Blood, yep. Yeah, okay. I've read the Anne Rice one, so like Give It Up. Um, I've read Twilight, LOL, LOL, LOL. Stop Um, giving commentary on the books. (laughs) Sorry, most of them are not good. I've read The Coldest Girl in Cold Town, which I might be the only one, but it was kind of interesting. Um, I've read any Buffy the Vampire Slayer book, obviously. Um, you know, that might be it, actually. Okay, any vampire book that she didn't mention, give it to me, baby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, you, you can do better than that. Better than, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Well, that was worth a shot. Okay, anyway. it was better than your pretty fly for a white guy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Were we singing different songs? No, no, no. That was it. Okay. I just I definitely nailed it. When you said it, I wasn't really sure what was happening. 
Um, okay, so next week we are going to be reading the book, but well, between now and next week, we're going to read the book and we're going to tell you all about it. Trevor Noah's whole life. You don't need to know anything about him in order to enjoy the the journey discussion. Yeah, podcast. Episode. I doubt we can spoil anything since it's just like story of his life. And also, you probably already know about apartheid and The Daily Show. I mean, more than we do, that's for damn sure. Well, all I know is what's on Wikipedia and the fact that I went to public school didn't do me any favors. Yeah, moral of the story, Dutch people are racist and Trevor Noah is hilarious. And hunky. And South Africans like wine? Debatable. Okay, well, cheers to that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's get lit. Let's. (laughs) 